1: Right back to it. Bitsy and Hart on W E
0: I. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app.
2: Let me just say this. I'm not gonna say they're gonna be the most improved offense and he'll be the most improved quarterback in the league, but he's gonna be in the top three. And the without a doubt, the Patriots are gonna be one of the top three improved offenses. I'm one thousand percent behind Mac Jones. I'm telling you right now that Mac Jones is going to be pro bowl caliber quarterback in the very near future, whether it's this year or in the next coming year, a couple years, he's that good. Give me a break on what they were doing offensively last year that he had no chance. He not only did he not have weapons around him, but what they were doing schematically, he had no chance. So to blame him is a bunch of bullshit. So you get, you get Billy O'Brien to come in there and work with Mac Jones You're going to see a drastic change in in what he's doing as a quarterback and what the Patriots are going to be able to do on that side of the football. Whoever thought you would hear all-American broadcaster, athlete, and sweetheart, Kirk Herbstreet, working blue on my side of the street, Andy. That was Kirk Herbstreet. Cousin Kirk. Old cousin Kirk. How about that? Kirk Herbstreet, of course, from the ESPN-ABC College Football broadcast, as well as Amazon Prime's Thursday Night Football appearing on the Pat McAfee show this week, talking about your New England Patriots and quarterback Mac Jones, who's making his way into his third season with high expectations, at least as far as Herbie sees it. It's It's the six-ring guy. Wow. That was a joke. Even McAfee and the group were like, whoa. Didn't see that one coming. Herbie. Herbie coming in hot out from right field. It's the Six Rings guys. Fitzy and Hart here with you on the third and final hour of the program today. If you would like to join our Pats Talk Party or revisit any of the points previously made on this program, 617-779-7937 is your phone number. Now, Andy, we agree, I believe, in that it's easy to say Mac Jones is likely headed for a bounce-back season this year. You can't go much lower than they were last year. The discombobulation and dysfunction and disarray on the offense, it was a mess back in May. Things are already moving along so much smoother, so much more fluidly, so much more professionally. There's great cohesion so far, at least. So we hear on the organized front of the offense, the play call, the playbook, and more. But do we really believe that in addition to going back to where he was prior to... Patricia Judge and Belichick's reverse engineered offense that Mac Jones can not only go back to 2021 form, but surpass it and play at damn near a pro bowl level soon or into his not too distant football future. That's the key. You know me. I, I the f- the most improved, fastest
3: growing. Oh, breaking Boston is the fastest growing podcast in Odyssey Sports because they went from three listeners to five in overnight success. Yeah, no, and most of I, those are our family, <laughs> or you know, a kid who is in class and he's the most improved because. He got a 30 on the first five tests of the year and got a 60 on the second. He doubled his score. Well, that's still an F. still stinks. (laughs) Right. Um, Whereas the kid who got a 95 on the first test and a 96 on the second, not in the running for most improved, but I'll take that production every day of the week. So the whole most improved part, and I started to think, what are the comps? Who are the other contenders? And certainly I think the Denver Broncos have to be in consideration with sean payton coming on board and russell wilson coming off a horrible year but now he's
2: he can't go much lower correct right. uh, he looks like he's taking this offseason very seriously he's in much better shape now or so the self-promoted workout videos on social media uh will profess to us like you pointed out you're gonna have a much better coach and sean payton and there'll be health in that wide receiver room they have a really 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 good wide receiver room if hamler's healthy tim patrick coming off the acl Cortland Sutton, and Jerry Judy looking to get paid like a top-five receiver. Watch out, the Broncos could be a best-case bounce-back or worst mm-hmm. maybe not-to-first type of team this season.
1: Are you going to take the Cheese with the AFC West again?
2: No, well, I, no I'm taking the Chiefs, of course. I'm not going to take the Cheese. The Chiefs will win the AFC West. I would take West. the
3: Cheese. I think the AFC West will be one of the best divisions in football because the Super Bowl champions reside there, and they could reside there again next year.
2: And what do you think? And what do you think will happen this year with the Chargers now that Kellen Moore took over offensive play calling duties?
3: Well, sooner or later, Justin Herbert's going to have to go on a run. If he's as good as everybody says he is, sooner or later he's going to put them over the top. And you're right; the coaching change should help offensively. Now, the the head coach is still a bit of a uh, boob, Dolly Parton, um, but. <laughs> No, I, 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 the West is going to be a good division. Jimmy Garoppolo getting with McDaniels could make them better. Who knows? Like, there's, there's still potential. I don't know that it's the Rich Keith, all four teams are going to make the playoffs argument from a year ago. That might be the AFC East this year if you're believing in the Patriots. But speaking of the AFC East, I would also say, aren't the Jets in line to be one of the most improved offenses in football? Going from Zach Wilson to Aaron Rodgers, they have young playmakers. There's reason to believe with their new coach who – well, he sucked in Denver, but maybe he works well with Aaron Rodgers and in uh, Hackett. And I would also include um, the Bears. I think there's people, if you're a Bears fan, you're hoping that Justin Fields is going to get over the hump and they're going to become a passing offense with what they've invested uh, in that team with uh, DJ Moore. So I, the, I think which, there's which, other candidates.
1: To so argue DJ. your Jets point, Andy, though, going from Zach Wilson to anyone else would be an improvement.
3: Yeah, and they went to Aaron Rodgers, so they could go to the most improved offense in football right but the patriots won against the jets last year because zach wilson was the quarterback of the jets now he's not so those are some of the candidates i would say um for most improved offenses and could you be in that mix sure now how high do you get if if the if sean payton is as good as sean payton thinks sean payton is the broncos might be one of the better offenses in football as you just enumerated fitzy Mm -hmm. or if aaron Rodgers is the MVP Aaron Rodgers that could throw you 40-something touchdowns and single-digit interceptions. They could be one of the best offenses in football. Do you think the Patriots, forget about how much improved they are, we've talked enough about that on Six Rings and everything else, competency, Bill O'Brien, the whole thing. Do you think they can improve enough to be a really good offense? Because some of these other teams could improve
2: enough to become really good offenses. Are you talking about the New England Patriots becoming a, quote, really good offense? Yeah. 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 Do I think the Patriots can be a really good offense? I think they can be. I do. I do. I think the Patriots. No. be Positive. Yeah. Next, You're going to tell me Now, See, this is what happens, though. You can't have it both ways. You you can't. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You can't have it both ways because if I I question anything, well, you can think that you can have it both ways, but I disagree. Youth, if I go what you believe is too negative, ah, what happened to Fitzy? He used to be Mr. Positive. Then I go positive, and oh, what a surprise. Fitzy being positive. Oh, this is so fraudulent. It's absurd. You don't even believe the case that you're making. So you can't have it both ways when I'm just being honest and authentic to my opinions and belief. Yes, Patriots top the, five offense? Top five offense for the Patriots? Oh, please, put down whatever you're drinking or at least save me one. So top ten offense? A very good offense would be a top 15 offense. Well, to me, that
3: feels like that would be average if you're the 15th best
2: offense in a 32 team league. Uh, Where would Andy? you
3: put them, Andy? Yeah, I think Where they're going to be an average them? offense. I think last year they were well below average. I think they could be an
2: average offense this year. And uh, see, I think they could be. I think they may surprise you. Now, I'm not telling you that they're going to set the points record. I'm not going to go as crazy as Boomer Esiason, who said on his radio program just a week or so ago. You've got a quarterback that has a major chip on his shoulder. You have an offensive coordinator who has a major chip on his shoulder. I'm thinking if Aaron Rodgers stays healthy, he's going to have 50 touchdown passes this season minimum. He may set the touchdown pass record this year, I'm telling you. Okay. End quote. I, I, that's I, I, been, now that's bananas. See, I think that's believable. I could see
3: Aaron Rodgers having a great year, having a chip on his shoulder. 55
2: touchdown passes from Aaron Rodgers. Is more believable than the Patriots having a good to very good offense this season. Not great, not epic, not record-setting. Yeah, you believe my more hat on in
3: MVP on the arguably the most talented quarterback to ever play the game, who has arguably one of the best young receivers in the game, in Garrett Wilson. Yeah, I don't. He I does don't think have that's one of the best
2: young receivers, and he's got a nice new receiving core that he's brought in or folded into the mix. Some of his besties and more trusted uh, assets, if you will, some of his favorite targets from Green Bay have made their way in. They got a good running back room too. I'm not denying that the Jets may have an excellent offense, and I'm one of the local believers in Aaron Rodgers having one of those FU prove-it type of seasons. I just can't imagine he's going to throw 55 touchdown passes as compared to Mac Jones, Ramondre Stevenson, Mike Gesicki, Bill O'Brien, Juju Smith-Schuster and company being able to find a way to be creative and diverse enough to be looked at as one of the better offenses in the league. I I just have a hard time. Do do
3: offenses that are considered some of the best in the league or some of the better in the league, do they generally come without elite talent? Not usually. Okay, so who's the elite talent that's going to lead to this?
2: On the New England Patriots? Yes. I, I can't believe that you don't think that Ty Montgomery and uh, Hunter Henry. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my point. Like The one answer, the one answer,
3: the centerpiece tentpole talent that you could sell me on is, Ramondre is not Stevenson.
2: signed with the team right
3: now. Well, there's that option. Yes, if you get Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Hopkins, we have a whole different conversation to have. But I'm using the roster, the depth chart that exists today. You can sell me on... Ramondre Stevenson went from, what, 600 yards to 1,000 yards from freshman year to sophomore year. If he goes from 1,000 yards to 1,800 yards Whoa. and still has 50 catches, you can sell me on he's an elite talent. Could he be the centerpiece of a, of a better offense? You can sell me on that. Other than that, you're not going to sell me on Juju or Parker. I'm most bullish on Bourne. You know I think Bourne could be the best receiver on this roster, the most impactful receiver. But I also don't say that in the light of Kendrick Bourne is now the centerpiece of an elite passing attack in a league where we've seen Diggs and Chase and Jefferson and what all these guys can do. I don't think Bourne's going to be that good. And the quarterback, most importantly. Even if the quarterback bounces back, bouncing back is to a good rookie year but a good rookie year is not the same as a good third year the expectations rise I don't care how bad your second year was so really the only reason people would have to believe and I'm not even getting into the the pock marks on this team I find it hard to believe you can be an elite offense or a high-end offense with who knows who, at offensive tackle. I think tackle's a pretty important position. I think it can derail even talented offenses, more talented offenses than this team. So, no, I do not believe the Patriots can be a high-end offense this year. Mm. They could be good. They might even be good enough if their defense is really good. But I don't think you're going to win a lot of games because we go, wow, Mac Jones, Mike Gesicki, and Devontae Parker dominated all day long. I don't think you're going to win a lot of games that way.
2: Very interesting indeed. Reasonably salient points, but at the same time, I find your lack of faith in Foxborough and their offense disturbing. When we come back on the other side, we will get into that defense as well, but also don't forget we have to rank which members of the New England Patriots on the field, on the sidelines, and up in management and or the owner's box are under the most pressure this season. Still so much more Patriots to talk in our Six Rings Power Hour here, the third and final hour of Fitzy and Hart before Red Sox baseball on the south side with Joe Weil and our Mass Mutual Red Sox pregame show coming up just after 1 o'clock, 617-779-7937. There's your number if you want to join our Patriots talk party. I see you guys lined up. We'll get to you in just a minute. But first,
3: yo, Trey, Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP three in the same backcourt as Kobe in LA. Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP three finally gets a ring or two or three and the Kardashian empire is forever altered.
2: What did you just say? Hey everybody,
3: I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier. And we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery, Alternate Routes. As former Sports Center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the "what if" questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining One three Plus.
0: My days working, taking care of my little ones, can be a lot. I checked out care.com and it was so easy for me to find local, experienced, and background check sitters. Finding our babysitter was way more affordable than I thought. Care.com makes it super easy. Search for qualified candidates. You can view their profiles, read reviews and ratings, check their availability, send messages directly, get the help that you need. Care.com should be every person's go-to.
3: If the New England Patriots can sign DeAndre Hopkins with bringing in Bill O'Brien, Mike Gusecki, Juju Smith-Schuster, they can compete to win the AFC East this year because they do have a championship defense, which I think will only get better with Christian Gonzalez, their first-round pick. And if Mac Jones plays closer to the way he did his rookie year with adding a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, I think they're much improved on that side of the ball. And Graz, I think they can compete with Buffalo, New York to win the division.
2: Wow. Who knew in the form of former Jetropolitans, general manager, special advisor, An assistant GM, I believe, or was he a full general manager with the Miami Dolphins as well, Andy? Mike Tannenbaum. I think he was. Or whatever he was,
3: was, I think he led their personnel department. He led their scouting department, whatever. Yeah, I think he ran the Dolphins and the Jets.
2: Yeah. Uh, What a friend of Belichick. What a fob. Mike Mm. Tannenbaum, of course, now on ESPN as well as one of the... Heads of the 33rd team, an excellent football website, which is a place that I get a lot of information, news and analysis these days as well. Andy, he, of course, had the long sit down and chat with Bill Belichick, which they have released in short form over social media over the last couple of weeks in one and two minute snippets, ultimately leading to this week where the entire chat was released. I always love informative, uh, long-form Bill whenever he's talking to one of his conciliaries, one of the fobs, the friends of Belichick, if you will. But I wonder if you truly believe that the Patriots, and I know this is something that you touched on in your Sunday 7, available now for your consumption folks at weei.com, as we get into who is under the most pressure for the New England Patriots 2023, do you believe this defense can truly be now, we t- you don't believe the offense can be great. You think it can be average to good at best. I think they can be good to very good. Not great, but good to very good, which will be a huge step in the right direction for them. I think it was Mina Kimes who put out, like, a list of pot- the 10 best potential defenses this year. You and you and she have had a nice little back and forth on Twitter in recent week as well. A pleasant discourse, if you shall. Mm. Um, exactly. That would that would be Mina Kimes, not Mila Kunis. I just want to remind everybody. No, um, so, you... I wonder if you think now the defense can be, will the defense be average to good? Will the defense be good to great? Or does, does the defense have a chance to be, like, great to memorable this season for the Patriots? I think, the, I, I think it,
3: the talent is there. The potential is there to be good. I have my doubts about being great. Part of that is, you know, it's funny that Tannenbaum says they added uh, Christian Gonzalez, the number one pick. They did to a position that is still really, really weak to me and could be weaker at any point based on... I don't know if I on... agree
2: with you on the cornerback house of cards
3: thing now that I've th- thought about it more, but go ahead. Well, you should. They don't have any cornerbacks, and if Jack Jones isn't on the team, they're porked.
2: No, they don't have any... They don't have any t- Right now, they really don't have any tackles. That's the big... I think the biggest house well, they of cards once again.
3: Trent Brown's accomplishments in his career are better than anything at the cornerback. They position don't have a lot
1: of things right now, if we're being honest. Well, there's a
3: few. I would say tackle no, and it. cornerback. Season's over. We'll see you in 2024, Pats fans. I don't think anybody said that. I don't think anybody said that at all. They just said there's a bit of a lack of uh, depth and, and talent at those two positions. Trent Brown is a Pro Bowl caliber cornerback when he wants to be, or mm-hmm. when he has been, or whatever the issue is with him. I, I never really understand the issue. Is it money? Is it laziness? Is it whatever? But whatever. Trent Brown is a better player than anybody has proven to be at cornerback. Maybe Christian Gonzalez is so- sauce gardener. Maybe he comes in and he's one of the best cornerbacks in football. That would be a revelation for these New England Patriots. But the fact that... You've moved Jalen Mills to safety. If that sticks, he could always go back. There's no rule saying he couldn't play corner. Jonathan Jones, I was hopeful, was going to go back inside because I think he's better inside than he is on the outside. But Jack Jones, his status moving forward, I think it's August 18th is the next uh, hearing or court date or whatever it may be. Uh, Obviously, the Patriots could do something along the way. The NFL usually lets things play out um, in the legal system before they... Uh, give their, their punishment, yeah. yeah um but the you know marcus jones you know what i think I, I think he should be playing offense i think he's a playmaker with the ball in his hands i think he's a mediocre corner i mean we already saw it in he's not a
2: bad he's mediocre he's had one mediocre. season he was, had to fill in at the slot i mean the guy was all over the field last year he I, and i understand what he did in college at the university of houston doesn't necessarily you know no nope. previous you know past success is not a future indicator of success as well all the time but he was really good at Houston. He wasn't bad last season. He's just not a, as dominant that. a force at cornerback as he is with the ball in his hands as a kick returner, as a punt returner, and, of course, as a sort of offensive weapon, if you will.
3: I don't believe he's a top three corner, if that, if that is an uh, easier way for me to phrase it. In here. the league? No, me neither. Okay, so he's a mediocre corner. <laughs> he, so, like, that's what it is. You're a backup corner who may have to be more than a backup for this team, depending. Because we saw... I want to say it was Speed, the late round pick who most people thought was a special teamer or Bolden. One of those corners was getting like near speed and Isaiah Bolden. Yes, One of those guys was getting like high level reps during camp because I think there was one day Jonathan Jones wasn't out there. So like the numbers were thin right out the gates. I just unless and and again, Christian Gonzalez is an unknown as much as we love him and we do. I love him. I think mean, he was the perfect pick. They needed him. They He fell into their lap. They traded. The whole thing was perfect. That doesn't mean, I, you know, I liked Chad Jackson. I thought he fell into their lap, and Chad Jackson yep. sucked. Never did anything. So me liking a Patriots player to fill their need doesn't mean it's going to be uh, something that works out. And if Christian Gonzalez does not work out, I think they are in a boatload of trouble in the back end. Of this them. is what okay.
1: the, this is what the depth chart on ESPN says right now. At the left corner is Jonathan Jones. On the right is Christian Gonzalez. Behind Jonathan is Marcus Jones, and behind Gonzalez is Miles Bryant. Oh,
2: yeah, we boy. know how much everybody right. loves
1: Miles Bryant. Hit the
3: bullpen panic alarm, Bob Bell. We're in trouble. <laughs> so uh, it's a, it's a big position, I and mean, that's why I said, you know, everybody's lusting after Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Hopkins. And I joked with you the other day. I wish there was a, you know, Darrelle Revis type veteran corner out there who you could sign for one year late in his career to solidify your your secondary because I think the cornerback position is a big need. Now, people like Tom Curran think I'm full of crap. That cornerback was a position of need last year and it didn't affect them. Well, I also think last year when you played Sam Ellinger and company week in and week out, it's not going to affect you as much as when you play. Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott, Tua with his
2: weapons. Like, yeah, how about Jalen Hurts, Tua, mm. uh, Dak. Who, who, week three, Aaron Rodgers down. Yeah, not a m- lot of backups. Meth, Josh
1: Allen,
3: Herbert, Mahomes. No. Well, injuries Weird.
2: happen. This is just the natural progression. Oh, of the you're game. hoping for injuries to solve. Uh, injuries. I'm not. If Mahomes for, gets hurt, oh. we'll be fine. Oh God. Now, I, who invited debate team Andy to the program today? We were having a perfectly rational discussion over what the Patriots. You can't will face. have a rational
3: discussion about the Patriots. That's the problem.
2: I perfectly well can. It's you who can't because you always have to try to find a way to get under someone else's skin or create a need to agitate them in that particular area when, in fact, I just said we all know injuries happen. You can't fully guarantee that they'll face that exact quarterback (laughs) lineup over those 17 games. But by and large, they're going to have a handful to deal with this season because they are not playing Sam Ellinger and they're not playing backup central and they're not playing Chris Streveler and they're not playing Zach Wilson, more likely – than not this season. That we can both agree on, I believe. We so as we make our way into the under-pressure portion, dun, dun, uh, dun, dun, like there dun, are dun, a lot dun. of people that are under pressure at this particular point. Let's throw it back to the phones and hear from Pats Nation. Matt is in Rhode Island. He wants to weigh in on the Patriots offense. What up, Matt? Hey, guys.
4: I have a comment about the offense. And I'm gonna, I want to leave you with a question. But, um, yeah, obviously we all know Bill O'Brien is going to you know, improve. I think Kendrick Bourne and Hunter Henry – Going to be most the most recipients of that improvement. I think there are one A players in each position, but when you go down to other, you know, with the other wide receivers, you, you know, Devonte Parker is going to be hurt. You know, I, Tyquan Thornton, like he's hurt right now, but I, I hope he's the guy that can figure out like how to get out of bounds and get down, and because otherwise, that speed is just useless. But that's what I mean. I just don't see how they're going to take the top off defenses, you know, with those guys. But you know. I, I, I hope for steady improvement, but just uh leave you with this. Last year I was certain like when I thought the AFC West was gonna be like the best best division ever in football. Is the AFC East this
2: year's AFC West or how do you how do you see this division playing out with all the talent? Thanks. It's a very good question. Thank you very much, Matt. I love it when a caller makes a point and then actually sort of like programs the show with a good question that we can bat around yeah. for a while. Yeah. Will the AFC East in two thousand twenty three live up to expectation? or will it be this year's version of the 2022 AFC West and fall far below expectation? Two teams in last year's AFC West made it to the playoffs, and two teams finished with losing records. Would you be surprised if two teams had losing records in the 2023 AFC East, Andy? I would be surprised but not
3: stunned. The um, early issues being had in Buffalo with Stephon Diggs Mm -hmm. and then this Tyreek Hill thing, in Miami mm-hmm. I, I I always wonder if those are signs ominous signs like ah uh, wow it's already going
2: south on those teams and it's the oh, month of June. Would you look at that? Would you look at that? Maybe you're coming over to my side of the street. I've raised such questions previously. Do you want to recant? No,
3: I no, I'm good. I I, I just I I just talk about the facts. I'm objective. I don't have narratives. I don't have things, you know, agendas like you do. I just Aren't you one of the many who says
1: about. stats is for losers?
3: Uh yeah, sure. Depending on how you try facts to paint the facts and stats court are here. the same thing, Andy.
2: <laughs> no, I don't know if
3: that's true. Facts and stats.
2: Oh. He is the head of opinions that run into each other's face. That's why I like to call Andy Hart the contradictator. That's oh, exactly like that. how you do. I'm not being that's overthrown right. like Putin, am I? I can stay as the contradictator. <laughs> We're going to run a coup by the end of the show, Andy. You're all, <laughs> um, all right, so. No, I agree with you. I think these are these are weird signs for my, like Miami. You want to talk teams that could potentially be dynamite or houses of cards? The same could be said for all four teams in the AFC East. Mac Jones lives up to Herb Street's uh, billing that he might be a Pro Bowl level quarterback. Bill O'Brien gets the whole thing together. Maybe they signed D Hop or Dalvin Cook. Hell, Dalvin Cook retweeted the other day, and this was a little bit of a surprise when Mike Lombardi appeared on the Pat McAfee show and said, I think there could be some interest there. I think they do need another dynamic back, and this would be a massive addition for the team. Dalvin Cook retweeted the audio. Mm. Now, he's probably just trying to puff up his market, correct, Andy? Probably. But not only did he retweet the audio, I believe he liked a tweet that Mike
3: Cadlick, our own Mike Cadlick, had about him coming to the Patriots. So... He's what? apparently uh,
2: active on Twitter and, and you know, stays aware. He's basically aware. begging Grow and Belichick to fi- to talk to Mr. Kraft. Talk to Mr. Kraft, as Tom Brady's famously said in 2019, to go fi- find the checkbook, find the Venmo, find the Apple card, and get a couple extra bucks and pay that man. If the Patriots were to add DeAndre Hopkins, it makes them a much better team. Yes, and it definitely the offense could possibly start to teeter or trend in the direction of being good to very good for even Andy Hart. If they sign both Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Hopkins, which seems a bit of a pipe dream but is not completely ruled out because they are both currently free agents, so it's still a possibility. Andy, what would the New England Patriots be if they were to sign both Hop and Dalvin Cook, shock the East, the AFC, if not possibly the NFL world? What would they be? A true playoff contender, a true
3: like you include them whatever the number is that you have of teams that legitimately can vie for a playoff spot they enter that because I think they're on the outside of that looking in right now but if you add those two guys now again I kind of wish those two guys played tackle and cornerback respectively and then I'd really change my assessment I think of this football team but you can't who do you think has the better chance of having a great year DeAndre Hopkins or Dalvin Cook
2: at this point in their careers I think the the better chance for a great season, I would give to DeAndre Hopkins. See, I would give to Cook. I think he has more yeah, left. I would give it tank. to Cook, too. Yeah, I think he's Believe me, and I'm a huge Dalvin Cook fan. I've you know, had him on Fantasy, watched him in Minnesota. Guy's been over 1,100 yards every healthy season. What, how much has he got? 54 touchdowns in his career. Like Just a couple of seasons removed from 16 on the ground. He's good. with like He and Ramondre Stevenson. As much as you may think like, ah, you know, uh, Kevin Harris is like the new Damian Harris. Built the same power runner. Great. Oh, I heard Pierre Strong's the fastest running back in the NFL. Ty Montgomery, Ivan Fierce told me he could be the third down back. This may be his season to bounce back and take control and fulfill the lineage of the Patriots having great third down backs. Fine. All those things may one day be true. You know what Dalvin Cook on a one-year prove-it-for-one-more-long-term deal in his NFL career would be? Awesome. And give the Patriots the best one-two punch at running back In the NFL, even if they don't have the best line, when you have two powerhouse backs that are great in space, that are touchdown monsters, and each are good for 1,100 yards on their own, damn, that would give you some offense. And that would take a lot of pressure off one of the guys we believe is under the most pressure in all of New England sports, as well as the Patriots in Mac Jones. Who would you prioritize between the two, Andy? Let's say Kraft, Groh, Belichick, everybody, O'Brien, they all sit down. Okay, you can have one of these guys. I will I will pay sticker value. I may even pay above sticker value to improve our offense between the two. You get to pick one. That is
3: D Hop. Because I think the need for the number one receiver is paramount for this team. Even though I actually think Dalvin Cook might have more left, and I've always been a big Dalvin Cook fan. You have Ramondre Stevenson, you have a star versatile playmaking running back. D Hop, you sign him, and now you tell me Juju's a two and Bourne is a three, and all all those guys get pushed down. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty formidable passing attack. That's a pretty, I mean, that's probably the best wide receiver depth chart in New England since Moss and Welker, right? If you, if you maybe talk since twenty
2: fourteen. Like, I mean, that's L Amendola, Edelman. Oh, good. I'd take this. I'd take yeah. this over that. I, I would take this over that. Yeah, I think. I so think you're I'm, talking about I, Moss and Welker
3: esque. In term or not ask, but it's no. best since Moss and Welker. If you get D Hop, so yeah, and and I know that was it. Bert Breer that had like sort of the anonymous comments. Some people kind of think maybe D Hop might be done or whatever. He's not. I don't care. I think he can still catch the ball. It, there's a reason everybody says his most impressive uh, power or strength is catching the football, like one handed catches. He's covered, contested, whatever. He can catch the football, and I just think the Ty Law-Greg Hill Show test. Who is a defense worried about? They think DeAndre Hopkins is a Hall of Fame talent. They think he's a guy that catches whatever he averaged per game, nine catches a game over the second half of last season. I think that immediately makes everybody else's job easier. And if you make the job easier for talented guys like Bourne, like Henry, like Kosicki, Mm -hmm. they reap the benefits. Even if D. Hop isn't you know, 130 yards a game and putting up crazy numbers, if the defense is at least worried about him for a while, all those other guys can have better production. So, yes, I would sign D Hop if that were the
2: either Precisely. It may be as much about what he can do when the ball is thrown his way and or is in his hands as what he does for the rest of the offense, from the running game to the passing game and beyond. That's someone that will always have to be accounted for couldn't agree with you more on that point we take it to one more caller before we take it to break wrap up our pressure rankings for the patriots and all of boston sports but let's talk to mark down in the 203 right now marks in connecticut wants to talk hopkins and cook what up mark
4: what's going on today guys How Guys, you gotta explain to me what what is going on here it, Bill belichick if he signs dalvin cook and deandre hopkins this team is a Super Bowl bound team. If everybody is to stay healthy, I mean, you know, the guy's, you know, head is on the line this year with Robert Kraft. Why is he waiting to do this? Can somebody explain that to me.
3: Well, Make hey, I disagree with your assessment. I don't think they're an automatic Super Bowl team with those guys. I think they're a playoff contender with those guys. I think you'd still have questions, significant questions at offensive tackle and cornerback that could derail potential success. Yeah, if you get a two headed monster.
4: At running back then,
3: okay, and a bad offensive line in front of them.
2: Well, a bad tackle sure. situation. We don't. Right. We, well, that's we, we like forty percent of, of, of the line. Forty percent of the line. That's true. It's still
3: a minority though. And also, Mark, you know, I appreciate money the call, and, Mark. Thanks and, very much. Mortgaging the future? Does he want to mortgage the future and play salary cap games to get those guys under? What do they want? Are you yeah, having to so pay? much
2: money ahead of them next year and the year after? Don't you think they could borrow a little bit from the future? Sure, to be absolutely. to be able to compete in the now because eight and nine isn't going to sell a lot of seats. Eight and nine is not going to get people spending money, helping pay for the brand new lighthouse and the sports lounge and the beer hall and everything else. Eight and nine is not going to get you clicks and Sunday night football and an extra Thursday Night Football, even though the Patriots may not want that. It's not going to get you everything that Robert Kraft told us before the season he expects he wants for his season ticket members, his fan base overall, and his organization. I don't, you
1: don't have, even know what that means, but whatever.
2: you get got two guys <laughs> out there right now that could make a massive impact, and they're both like, okay, just you know, give me that money and I'll be there. I don't mind bringing in a couple of mercenaries for the season. I'm fine. I'm all on board with that, Andy. Yeah, and it would be fun. Like I
3: don't want to poo-poo it as it's the entertainment business. they are a far more entertaining story and team with DeAndre Hopkins and Dalvin Cook. Is it a good business move? I mean, Dalvin Cook his yards per carry were down last year. Is that is he losing something? Is he running out of gas? You said it. You know, four is it four or five straight years with eleven hundred yards? Is is the tread starting to wear thin on those tires? Does Minnesota DeAndre, know
2: something? Yeah, maybe.
3: Right. I mean, so if you get you know start eating up next year's cap dollars for this year and it doesn't pay off well now you've wasted that money and you don't have the assets to do what you might want to do next year maybe you have questions about mac jones maybe you're bill belichick and you want to have as much flexibility as possible heading into next year after this bill o'brien mac jones season i mean there's a lot of reasons maybe robert Kraft said wait a minute you just told me a couple years ago you wanted to open the 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 checkbook i opened it and that didn't really work out look where we are now Uh, why should i believe you to open the checkbook now like there could be a lot of reasons why it doesn't happen but first and foremost are you with me they're not automatically a super bowl team if they get those two guys
2: no but they're a hell of a lot better team than they are yes. as of right now and i think they are in the mix i think they're definitely a playoff team and look it could also spiral out of control maybe they're better suited being underdogs and not not signing these guys i doubt it i i can't see how these guys what do you what are you worried about? They're going to get in the way of the development of Ramondre Stevens? and the guy's a stud in bloom. And if anything, as you and I saw last year, he got a little gas. There was a little too much tread off the tires at the end of the season. And if there's somebody who just wants a certain amount of money and an opportunity to come in on a team, contribute on offense, play for the Pats, work alongside D Hop and the Ramonster, by all means, I'd do it. I'd do it. I would borrow a little bit from the future when the Patriots have even more cap room with a lot of guys, as we've mentioned, one of those sneaky storylines. A lot of, of uh, contract-year guys on the team that are going to want to prove it that may need to get paid next year. You need to win now. I still don't believe if the Patriots, God forbid, sure, it'll make for some exciting six-rings postgame shows for a while, but if they were to go 5-12, and 12, if they are the lesser of the four teams in the AFC East, all of those teams reach their potential and some of their offseason issues don't carry into the regular season, if the Pats end up 5-12, and 12, Andy, you're telling me bill belichick just gets to run it right back again next season say here's what we need to do all over again i mean i think that's why more than mac jones bill belichick i'll leave you with this one as we go to break bill belichick is the one who is under the most pressure on the new england patriots headed into 2023 i'll get your take i'll get joe's and we'll get the audiences when we come back two segments left before the red sox Pre game show brought to you by Mass Mutual at one ten p.m. 617 779 We may have a line or two open for you if you would like to weigh in on who's under the most pressure on these Patriots and in all of Boston sports. Fitzy and Hart here with you on WEI.
3: Presented by T Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to
1: make the switch today. Passion, drive, and patience.
2: on an overcast Sunday in New England. Talking New England Patriots as part of our Six Rings Power Hour with the co hosts of the Six Rings and Football Things podcast, Nick Fitzy-Stevens and Andy Jumbo Hart. We are getting at the root and core of who we believe to be under the most pressure on the New England Patriots as part of our Under Pressure Sunday here on WEI in the wide world of boston sports and i said before the break i think it is bill belichick who is under the most pressure this year on the patriots though he obviously is not on the field he's on the sidelines but this is his grand plan this is his vision this is year four post tom brady he's got to get it together he ha- we need to see especially even if last year didn't exist if we were just sort of in a vacuum in a controlled environment and we didn't have the offensive debacle and disarray of the 8-9 and nine season, where several games were in the balance, and if they had won one, just one more of them, let alone two, they could have been a playoff team. Spoiler alert, they didn't. I think Belichick's under the most pressure, followed by Mac Jones, and then it's just a whole list and array of other people. What say you, Patriots pal?
3: I uh, disagree wholeheartedly. Uh, right? I, that's, uh, that's, uh, what that's what else shows like this
2: are for. Yeah, ex- well, exactly, right? What else is new?
3: I think it's uh, Mac Jones, and I don't even think it's close. Um, if Bill Belichick goes 0-17 this year, you know what he still is? Six-time Super Bowl champion, eight-time if you use his measurements, include uh, assistant rings. But mm-hmm. six-time Super Bowl champion, second winning his coach in NFL history, first ballot Hall of Famer, GOAT, whatever you want to call him, nothing changes. His legacy is beyond reproach. If Mac Jones struggles this year, his career is almost over. His career as a... Uh, relied upon franchise quarterback will be over he may become a journeyman a vagabond a backup and be out of football at some point you know the you ever hear those stories from you know a lot of athletes that grew up poor and they say like you know this isn't pressure pressure was my mother a single mom working four jobs trying to put food on our table Well, to some degree, Mac Jones is in that this is pressure. Your career could end. I think they torpedoed his career last year with Matt Patricia, but it is what it is. Mm -hmm. And it's not a perfect situation, right? It's not automatic. Bill O'Brien's a nice addition. Juju Smith-Schuster, nice addition, but he lost his best receiver. His offensive line may stink, and there's no guarantee he's going to be good. Mac Jones' career is on the line. Bill Belichick's is not.
2: Wow. Okay, Joe Braverman?
1: I I'm leaning on the side of Fitzy, and the only reason is that is because for Mac Jones, he's already been given the support of the owner. And so like with all we've heard from Kraft and Belichick, kind of like on two opposite ends of the spectrum, I think Kraft is backing Mac Jones more than Bill Belichick, at least in my eyes. So that's the only reason why I would put Bill Belichick under more pressure than Mac.
3: Yeah, I think F.U. money makes you pressureless. F.U. resume makes you pressureless. Bill Belichick's in a pressure-free world. Worst case scenario is he goes to the Nantucket, the island of which he owns about half, with hundreds of millions of dollars in the bank and rides around on eight rings and enjoys his life. Mac Jones' entire future is hingent. It's a word I make up and I love to use. Is hingent. So hinging and contingent upon Hingent, yes. okay that's part add
2: it's that to l- add that to the heart uh, uh, or contingent I l- could go either
3: way no hingents better sounds better his entire future is hingent upon what he does this football season that my friends is pressure
2: yeah though no, there's no du- there's no doubt i think i don't think anybody I'm making could... a good argument you got to be honest i'm making a damn good argument you are making a high-quality argument. I'm also I'm also making the point that Bill Belichick could be out of a job if his team goes 5 and 12 or 6 and 11, has in no way shape or form wants to have to hear any more of an argument or discussion or exhausting narrative that we just recently shed ourselves of thanks to Tom Brady's retirement of Belichick's nothing without a world-class quarterback and it was Brady more than Belichick. God, oh, my that thing just Absolutely drove us straight into the ground, although it carried lots of stations, lots of websites, lots of of conversations. I'm just over that one, but it's going to rear its ugly head again if the offense is good but the defense is okay or the offense is okay and the defense is okay and they're not as good as these other teams. Belichick will have had four years to try to get it together to compete with teams that were trying to compete with them, but they couldn't because there was Tom Brady and other worldly players and they had all these years to stack up for and plan against the Patriots. And Belichick didn't have a lot of succession plans at multiple positions of need. And now here they are with lunch in hand, unprepared to deal with a, comp- a vastly different and more competitive AFC East. I think you can go either way with this argument. That's the beauty of it. Neither of us is wrong. Neither of us is necessarily right. We'll know in Don't six months. Don't ask Andy that. I know. Yeah. Well, he believes everything. I have an says.
3: answer for that if you want to ask me that question. Who's wrong and who's right? I get an answer.
2: You, uh, you, you kind of always do. I have, a, I have a pretty good feeling I know who you believe is right and who is wrong. But that's Rhymes the... with candy part. <laughs> Wasn't you expecting you to go there, and I'm just punchy enough to have appreciated it as well. Thank you, Joe. <laughs> oh, come on. That was funny. That was good. I enjoyed it. I All don't right, think Joe, Joe Braverman is in the mood
3: today. I don't care for the uh, what he's brought to this show. He seems to be kind of negative. <laughs> You're supposed to be our audience. You're supposed to help us. You're supposed to appreciate our talents.
2: He's producing and contributing as well as, as a third voice is in the he? room today. Yeah, is I he? he is. I, actually think he's I had to fine tell job. him to play under pressure. He knew it was just a matter of time, Andy. We needn't go back to that. Andy, I cool.
1: agreed with you on like more than half of your takes. Just that's yeah, so because I'm right. That
2: was I was a mean, majority. You were wrong You're not always, always right. Less than half. You are when when not, was the last I, time I was I wrong? Hate... How much time do we have? I don't want to cut into James the, Red Robinson the James want... Robinson is the answer. James Robinson is the answer. That is one of many times as well. Uh, and uh, need I remind you of your John o. Smith predictions? No, that was not as much. That was them mm-hmm. being wrong. I was
3: observing what they were trying to get out of John o. Mm-hmm. Smith. That was Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick. They blew that one. Absolutely blew that one. I just paid too much attention.
2: Uh, you you bought you bought in on that future way too soon, and unfortunately, the dollars on the stocks only returned. I Haven't trusted Bill since. See, and that's why he probably should Bill. Be I do not trust rankings. No trust. <laughs> uh, I think that wraps up our Patriots six rings power hour for more discussions on the new England Patriots. You can check out breaking Boston, our daily hot cup of sports to get things started for the Boston sports super fan who can never talk enough about what's going on in title town. And of course the six rings and football things podcast as well. When we come back, we will wrap up today's program before we head over to the mass mutual Red Sox pregame show and finalize our Mount Rushmore of the people Under the Most Pressure in Boston Sports 2023. 617-779-7937 for final thoughts. This is Fitzy and Harden, WEI.